Hey everyone, welcome to the Bully Food Challenge. Today's episode 18 is Assume They're Kidding Part 2. It's a follow-up to last week's lesson, which is a multi-layered lesson about dealing with teasing and taunting and how to turn the meaning around into a joke so that everyone can laugh, including you. I want to give a big warm welcome to all of you who have been coming out to hear the podcast and anyone who's new, you're welcome as well. I'm excited to have you. I'm Kelly Sorg, your host. I've been teaching middle school for the last 20 years, and I started this project because I was bullied myself as a kid, and through that process, I learned a lot of self-development and social skills that helped me overcome the problem, and I've continued to learn and work through some of these problems with my students So over the last 20 years. So um, I want to, with these episodes, teach you about the pattern of bullying and some things you can do to reverse it, to play into it differently so that you can put, uh, put the experience of being bullied behind you. And I would love to have any of you refer this podcast to other kids or people who would enjoy learning about the topic and would benefit from it. These episodes can be long and they are quite deep and involved. I know that some people don't have the attention span for it or the focus for it, but if you sometimes stop, push pause, take a little time to reflect, maybe listen throughout the week. I also recommend uh, bringing in a trusted adult, a parent to help you figure out how to apply these lessons in your own life. I'm not a mental health provider. I am not even a teacher who knows any of most of you personally. So I can't, I can't give you individual instruction, but I can help you learn about the topic in general so that you can apply it in your own life. Last week, we looked at the difference between teasing and taunting and how teasing is a act that is done between friends or between potential friends to either build each other up by kind of knocking each other down and, and, and teaching each other how to respond when somebody pokes at an insecurity or an imperfection or a flaw, how to deal with that gracefully. It also shows acceptance between friends that, that we can open up to each other and show each other's full, real self and know that people will accept it, even, even the parts that aren't maybe as flattering or as easy to accept within ourselves that our friends can accept that. The difference between teasing and taunting is that taunting is often very similar kinds of comments and actions. It can be much harsher, but taunting is done to harm and it's done to upset you. It's done. It's not done out of kindness to build you up or connect with you as a friend. It is done to knock you down and tear you, tear you down. So, um, the, the intent behind teasing and taunting might be different, but the response luckily for you is often Uh, the successful response is often the same, which is to assume it's a joke or to assume the person saying these things is kidding. And the way we opened up with this lesson, this multi-layered lesson is to look at how do you control your emotions in the moment? How do you kind of stay neutral when somebody is giving you a hard time, making fun of you, teasing you, even taunting you, um, so that you can kind of zoom out and look at what they're saying and figure out how to spin that around as a joke so that you can lighten the mood, lighten the uh, response that you give and the response that everybody else follows you in giving as well. All right. And then I promised that I would talk about 
how to make these kinds of shifts, not only externally for what other people see, but also on the inside. Because if you can reverse all of this on the inside, that's where you can actually authentically change your response and what people see. So yeah, at first it's important to just kind of be able to pump the brakes and not have any big reaction to anybody, even if they are teasing you and taunting you and getting, getting to you and poking, you know, they're actually, they're actually giving you a sting. Um, now we're going to deal with how to handle the sting. Okay. So that you can actually find it funny yourself and have fun with, uh, the process of, of teasing and taunting, which, um, which is always meant to be humorous. Okay. And that's, that's the kind of the hidden key there. So when most people tease or even taunt you, they don't know how much it hurts you on the inside. They don't know it hurts you as bad as it does. And in fact, a tease can feel just like a taunt. Um, if it comes from someone you don't know as well, or someone who seems to not accept you as much, the same exact comment coming from a friend can come off like a joke, but it might seem like an aggressive attack if it comes from a stranger or someone who has high status, somebody who you're trying to impress, maybe someone unexpected like a teacher. Okay. So you're, what I'm trying to say is that your friend might be able to make a joke about you, but it would feel really painful or upsetting if a teacher said it in front of the class or if a kid that you don't know that well said it. Okay. So, but why is it that people don't realize how much their comments affect you or actually possibly even sting you. It's because they aren't really that concerned about you. I mean, people care about you, especially your friends, but they actually are much more busy thinking about themselves. Everybody has to kind of navigate the world that they live in on their own. And they're most of the time thinking about how things affect them, what other people think about them. They're not as worried about your feelings and how you take things on the inside because they really have no idea how you feel because they're not you. So when they say or do something that stings, they don't have as much of an idea as you think about how it actually gets to you unless you show them, unless you reveal it to them. Okay. So you get to decide how much you reveal about your feelings in any given situation, especially when it comes to being, um, somebody making fun of you, teasing you, taunting you, whatever it is, you, you can set the tone of how it seems like you feel to everyone. Okay. And even more importantly, people use teases and taunts. As I said, they do it to make fun. They're doing it to get a laugh. They're trying to be funny. If they think what they're saying is funny on some level, it means that anyone can join in on that joke, even you. Okay. You just need to know how, and that's what this lesson is for. Only you know how the tease or taunt feels, and that means you get to decide what everybody thinks of it. You get to you get to decide what you show, what you feel from the inside out, and you get to set the tone and show them that you think they're kidding, okay? And this comes down to how you absorb the jabs and how you define the funniness of your own imperfections. You can't fake this. You, you have to actually find the jokes and jabs funny or else it won't come off right. It, it will seem like you're, um, trying to make a joke out of something that you actually don't think is funny, which is a bully food behavior because it's, 
it's trying to be nice about something that you actually think was cruel. But if you actually think what they said is funny because you are taking yourself less seriously and you're learning how to accept all of yourself, even the imperfections, then you'll be able to laugh authentically and it, this will work and it'll be great. But you have to get to that inner place of being able to laugh at yourself authentically. And then you can truly laugh at teases that were meant to open you up from friends and even the taunts that were meant to tear you down by bullies or enemies or people that are just not very kind. Whatever you do in your response determines whether everyone thinks of it as a tease or a taunt, even you, even, even your own perception of it. If you can laugh along with it and genuinely find what they said to be even a little bit funny, you're going to take it more as a tease than a taunt. But if you get, get, you know, you get your feelings all hurt and you get, you just, it's, it stings so bad and you show everybody how upset you were, it's going to feel like a taunt, even if the person was meaning it to be a tease. If you can lead people to think that you took it as a joke, they're going to follow along with that. If you show that you find what they said to be funny, they will do everything they can to prove that they were just kidding all along. And this goes double for those of the, the people that are actually trying to taunt you. If somebody tries to taunt you and you are lightheartedly not taking yourself too seriously, laughing along with them, assuming positive intent on their part, they're going to see how strong you are. They're going to actually start to admire you for it. And they're going to not want you or anyone around to think that they would actually taunt you. So they're going to, they're going to double down and go over into overdrive, trying to prove to you that they were just being silly. They were just playing along. And in fact, that's a lot of the time, a lot of the time why a bully will say, I was just kidding is because it does even to a bully, most kids who bully aren't, aren't a bully all the time. And they do sort of step back and go, man, what I said was kind of harsh. And sometimes they try to play it off like they were just kidding because they don't want to think of themselves as somebody who's mean. So, and then, you know, of course, there's also times where someone really was just teasing you as a friend and you took it as a taunt because whatever their high status, or you were trying to impress them, or you're just having a bad day, or you don't know them well enough for them to say that kind of thing to you. And so you took it as a taunt and then they try to backtrack and send backpedal and say, Oh, I was just joking. That can, that can be why they say that as well. Uh, and of course I said before, and it's true that sometimes they say that just so that they don't get in trouble with the teacher or whatever. If, if a teacher overhears it or, or you go and tell the teacher, they might say, Oh, I was just kidding to try to, you know, get out of it. All right. Before I explain how to work out this solution on the inside of yourself so that you can authentically laugh at yourself and, and use this strategy to your best advantage, I must say that turning teasing and taunting into a joke is natural because they are both meant to be funny. Put downs that fall outside of the realm of humor shouldn't be handled as jokes though. Okay. Another way to look at this is if someone isn't making fun, then don't turn it into fun on your end. If you can tell that someone is trying to rip you down and they are not having fun with it at all, it is not a joke. They are not in any way being um, playful or goofy or silly. Even if they're being playful or goofy or silly to try to get at you, it's still they're still seeing it as a joke. But if they're not seeing it as a joke, then don't try to turn it into a joke on your side. And if you don't see it as a joke, if you 
find that it's just too serious or too far from funny, the thing that they're saying, then you won't be able to authentically laugh. So don't pretend that something's funny if it's, if it's not really a laughing matter to you. If you cannot find it in yourself, the, the humor that they were trying to put out, then don't laugh. That's when you need to use judgment instead. That's what judgment is for. And judgment works just as well as, um, turning it into a joke for teases, for put downs, for harassment, um, that lack humor. So what you're trying to do is get good at telling the difference between when somebody's making fun versus when they are um, needing to be judged because what they're doing is a is just a straight up put down. It's harassment. It is not for fun. They are not being playful at all, and they deserve to be judged instead of having the benefit of the doubt that maybe they were kidding and we're all just going to laugh along with it. Making this work can be broken into two separate aspects. The first is how you feel about each of the imperfections they're talking about. So how you actually feel, whether you find your own imperfection acceptable or unacceptable, that's going to play into it. And the other thing that's going to play into this is how you feel about the person who's doing the teasing or taunting whether they're trusted or unknown to you or whether you find them to be untrustworthy like a bully. So let's talk at first about the way you feel about your own imperfections. We have covered the importance of owning your insecurities and flaws. And in previous episodes, we've talked about um, accepting yourself and being willing to show mistakes, uh, being willing to accept that you're not perfect in order to be a real person that other people can relate to. Um, particularly we talked about it in these are my pants episode 12. Um, and, but it's been a theme through various episodes. So if you want to get an idea of that, you might want to listen to some of those, um, do some review on that, but The more you own your insecurities, flaws, imperfections, vulnerabilities, difficulties in life, differences from other people, all of those things, the more you can own those, the more others will accept you for who you truly are. And in fact, owning your own imperfections means that you get to define how others see them because it, Others can't define something about you that you've already defined about yourself. They don't know you as well as you know yourself. So therefore they cannot know as much as you do about yourself. And you know, another way to think of this is anything you believe is wrong or shameful about yourself. Others are going to pick up on that. They're going to pick that up off of you through your words and actions. And once you change that story within yourself, they will follow your lead and you will set a new tone. So what I recommend is to make a list of what others might make fun of about you. And I talked a little bit about this in the last episode is just kind of start to anticipate what it is that others might, um, what they might focus on to poke at you for a tease or a taunt and what they might have already made fun of is a good place to start. So you look at each item, um, on the list of things that somebody either has made fun of about you or could make fun of about you. And it, and it would actually poke at you. It would, it could actually upset you a little bit. Um, you'd make a list of those items and you step back from yourself and your feelings. And then you ask yourself, is this, is there a way I could accept this part of me? And maybe you can see that quality in someone else and see if you accept it in someone else. So maybe it's, um, 
maybe it's some, it's like, it takes you a little longer to read something than it takes other kids. Okay. I've had many students felt self-conscious because it takes them a little longer to read something in class than the kids around them, or it takes them a little longer to understand a certain kind of math or something. So let's just say it's a, an academic, um, thing where you need a little more time than other kids. Okay. Is there a way that you can accept that part of yourself? It, do you see other kids who have the same issue and that you can accept it in other kids? That's another question to ask yourself. Um, is there someone who has this quality of, you know, our example is, uh, not being able to do things as quickly as other kids in class. Is there someone else like that who seems to be able to accept themselves, even though they have that same issue as you, or maybe they seem like they've never thought of it as shameful. You know, maybe you know someone who also takes a little longer on reading or doing math or something, and you you can tell that they've never thought of it as something shameful, but you have thought of it as shameful within yourself. You, it's really helpful to look at the differences between various people who have the same uh, quality or issue and see how they handle it. And then give yourself permission to accept that part of yourself by letting go of the unnecessary shame that you attach to it. So it, the thing itself, taking a little longer to read is actually from my teacher perspective, a positive thing, because it means you're being more careful. Yeah. You might need more time on a test. Yeah. You might, um, not read as many books in your life as someone who's faster, but you, I find kids who take a little longer to read things, understand them better. So there's a positive to that. And there's, I know there are kids who feel ashamed of it, but there's also kids who never felt shame about it and they see it as a positive. So there, the point I'm trying to make is that we all categorize these parts of ourselves, um, as either good or bad, but, but they actually aren't good or bad on their own. It's the meaning that we assign to it. So if you've assigned a shameful meaning to something, because maybe you were rejected for that quality in the past, uh, the qualities are not shameful in and of themselves. And, and we can put a new meaning on those qualities that we've categorized as unacceptable, unlovable, or shameful. Um, and the reason I know that you can put a new meaning on those is because some people have those very same qualities, but they don't have the negative meaning attached and they are proving that the meanings that we put on them are actually unnecessary and changeable. So once you've let go of a bad meaning that you've attached to a certain aspect of yourself, you can accept yourself more fully. You can show yourself more fully and you can make friends with that, that part of yourself again. Um, and then others can too. And what I mean is you can accept that part of yourself and then others can also accept that part of you. Another way to look at this is once you've accepted that part of yourself, you can go first. You can be the first one to put it out there. You can drop the rope on your end from the inside by letting go of this uh, negative attachment you have or this negative meaning you've put on the the aspect of yourself. And then the resistance or the tension that's caused by the teases or taunts were actually, they actually have the potential to become comical naturally. So it's, it, it's it, when you let go of the tension that you had about it yourself, whether you were embarrassed about something or you felt ashamed of something, or you felt, um, you know, exposed in some way because of it, 
if you let go of that feeling, you let go of that tension from your end. And then that tension will just kind of hang in the air and others have to figure out what to do with the tension once you've let go of, of it. And almost always when it comes to people making fun of each other, if you drop your end of it and just kind of play it off, have fun with it, everybody else will turn it into humor too. As long as it's actually funny, if it was actually truly making fun, not being um, cruel or, or just, uh, you know, doing something that is, as I said, put downs that are harassing, need to be handled with judgment. They don't need to be handled with jokes. But if the person on any level was just trying to be playful and having fun, if you can let go of the negative attachment you had to those things that they're teasing you about, then you can let that tension hang in the air. You can be the first one to laugh and everybody else will follow along. So think of the same humor um, in the physical sense of when people are playing tug of war and then one side lets go and the other side falls on their butt. Everybody finds it funny. Not that, I mean, not if people got hurt, obviously, but like if, if it's just kind of like you topple over because the other side let go, it's because the tension changed. So people let go of one side of the rope and the energetic tension um, caused the other side to fall down, which was, it was just unexpected. And it was, and it, and once the tension is released, people laugh from it because that's how, that's how people handle tension. So, um, people do this with energy tension as well. So if you leave a joke kind of hanging in the air, it'll sit there for a few seconds and then people will naturally shift that tension into humor so that they can laugh and move on so that they can embrace the good stuff and let go of the bad stuff. Okay. And I, and I think now that we're talking about it more and more deeply, you're starting to see why a friend would tease you. It's because they can poke at you. They can bring up something that's insecure. They can help you get past that. They can show you, they accept you. You can both laugh and let the tension go together. And that opens you up to be better friends. So hopefully you're starting to see that pattern. What you want to do is have that happen with people who are not known to you as friends and possibly even someone who's known to you to be not a friend, a bully. If you can let that same tension hang in the air because you accept yourself and let it drop on everybody around you to the point where they have to deal with it and turn it into a joke themselves, that's where you change the game. Okay. And you're about to see this happen in your own life when you finally drop your resistance to your own imperfections and let the tension of it hang in the air. If anybody pokes at those imperfections, people are going to have to convert that energy into something else. And they will almost always go with humor, especially if the whole point of the comment was to make fun of you in the first place. If you can be the first to respond by laughing, everyone will laugh with you is what I'm saying. So here's an example. Um, back to remember that I, I brought up the kid who made fun of me for the song I was listening to in my Walkman. I don't know if you guys know what a Walkman is, but when you, um, when I was a kid, you would have this little device that had headphones and you could put like a tape or a CD in it and, um, listen to whatever was on that album. And this kid saw the tape I had in my Walkman and she said, you actually like that song. And of course I told you last time that I got all defensive and I actually ended up lying to her and say, and you know, um, saying I didn't really like it that much and that I had bought the tape by accident so that I could, uh, you know, just 
see what it was about before I maybe brought it back to the store. I, I just was fumbling all over the place. It was a complete, you know, I was, I was just being so defensive and I could have handled it differently by taking it myself and the whole situation a little less seriously. What I could have said is this song has taken over my life. I cannot stop listening to it. Or yeah, isn't that hilarious? I, I know this song is dorky, but I cannot stop listening to it. Or I just can't help myself. I wish I hated it, but I can't turn it off. Any of those kind of comments would have taken her tease or possibly her taunt and turned it into me making fun of myself. Then the key would for me have been to let that tension hang in the air, not give any explanation, just let the silence stand. It would have been on her then to deal with the tension that I had just dropped. And if I had let go of being called out of my different taste in music and showed her how silly I felt for the song, for liking the song a little too much, it would show that I accepted myself and that I exaggerated my feelings. And then I let it all hang out for everyone to see. And what comes next? People will laugh. Either she or I would laugh to clear that tension. And don't feel like you need to race to clear that tension. You don't want to say, Oh yeah, I, I wish I didn't like it, but I just can't help myself. I can't keep, I just keep listening to this song over and over. (laughs) You don't want to be like that. You want to be like, yeah, I, I really truly wish I could stop listening to it. I know it's dorky, but I just cannot stop listening to this song. And then you just get quiet, let three to five seconds pass. That's long enough. Usually in most cases to have this tension shift in people's minds and either they will laugh or after three to five seconds, you can laugh if they haven't laughed. Then they're going to see that you take, don't take yourself very seriously. You're willing to accept yourself. You've embraced the fact that you did something that they don't consider very cool. You exaggerated how uncool it is. Then you let it hang in the air to the point where either they laughed or you could just chuckle to yourself, do a little giggle, or even laugh loudly. And that kind of non-resistance is the way to let the real you out. You can never truly be seen or known or connect with other people if you're always resisting aspects of who you are. And people don't have to worry about offending you if you're already cool with yourself. So everyone has insecurities and they will feel more free in front of you. Um, if you are a person who can accept themselves, suddenly the person whose judgment you were once so afraid of is now feeling comfortable with you to the point where they want you to like them. And that's when they start to explain, Oh, I was just kidding. Oh, I actually like that song too. Oh, I, I know it's dorky. I like it too secretly. Don't tell anyone. Ha ha. You'll build a connection if you can reveal yourself in a way that says you accept yourself. You find it funny too. You know it's dorky, but that's okay with you. And you're also okay with them being themselves in front of you. Okay. Earlier on in the episode, I said there are two aspects to kind of figure out when you're trying to uh, reverse the pattern, turn the tables on this tease or this taunt and turn it into a joke. The first part was dealing with how you feel about your own perfections. The second part is how you feel about the person who's saying the thing. When you're asking yourself, do I trust this person? Do I know this person? Are they untrustworthy? Do they like me? Do they, are they cooler than me? Whatever it is. If you put the power in their hands, that's bully food. And 
you know, if you're saying, oh, I can take this person's comment as a tease because they're my friend, or, oh, I have to assume this person is dissing me because they're a stranger. I have to feel bad because the bully said this thing, and that must mean it's a taunt because they are untrustworthy and therefore they mean me harm. Any of this is you telling the deeper part of your brain that you aren't in charge of yourself. So the key to the second aspect, the first aspect, of course, is the the way you handle your own uh, imperfections and flaws on the inside of yourself and figure out how to uh, let go and accept your all of your qualities and to drop the negative attachments and meanings that you put on them. But the second part is to remove the need, you know, move the need from uh, who says these things and put it back on yourself. Because the only person you absolutely have to trust in the situation is yourself. If you trust your own take on your personal qualities, you will be able to detach negative meanings and you'll be able to find the humor naturally because if the other person can see the funny aspect, you can too, as long as you've, you've dropped the negative attachments and the, the shame you might've felt around it. And then you'll be able to express yourself pretty much to anyone, regardless of whether you trust them or even know them. Once you trust your own take on it, you can express that to anybody as long as you put your own opinion over or your own stance or your own understanding over anyone else's. And I'm going to, I'm going to repeat the only person who knows you, um, you're the person who knows yourself better than anyone else. So your take should be number one and you should prioritize that. Resist the urge to define the taunts and teases in terms of who's saying them and instead trust yourself to define them with your own level of humor and always use humor when others make fun of you as long as you're able to see the fun too. Um, I hope that you got a lot out of this episode and I will be talking about this more. I'm not quite sure whether it will be an extension of the um, uh, assume they're kidding Uh, or if we'll move into a new topic, but we are going to kind of continue on this topic one way or the other. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. 